evening, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Wats podcast. I have returned from the Shadow Realm, where you don't even know I've gone yet, to record this intro and tell you that today we'll be covering all the news in MLS, the Premier League, and the Champions League, including reeling or faking our way through the entire Premier League table. It's a lot to cover, so let's kick off. Alright everyone, welcome into the Soccer Talks Lad Soccer Talk Lads podcast. I'm already off the rails. I'm sorry, the I don't know start. where to go. <laughs> I am of course your your host today, Justin Horniker. Uh Steven will be joining us here shortly. I'm sure you heard him in the intro, maybe if he's planning on doing that. And I'm joined by Ian Peters. Ian, how are you doing? That was a that was a post uh <laughs> post where you, i don't know how you say that posthumous uh <laughs> intro Stephen drowned in hurricane and i'm so sorry everyone yeah That's... he choked on a three foot long taco uh That's yeah right. he will be missed that'll be the last you hear of him <laughs> um, i don't know what he said but i'm sure it was all good things <laughs> he will be missed or maybe he'll uh appear later on this podcast as a ghost Maybe spooky season. What you don't know is that maybe we already recorded that part and we're just like trying to improv our way to get there. <laughs> he came over. Yes, ending our way. <laughs> I don't know who's seen Netflix shows and whatnot recently, but he came over. We took some pictures. I didn't want him to leave because there was a show on TV uh, that we had to watch, a movie. Yeah. Did you feel like it's a it's a big deal these days. It increased sense of loneliness the second you talked about leaving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Folks, it's a Jeffrey Dahmer show. Okay, we're gonna pivot. We're gonna swing out of this. All right, Justin, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know that y'all came to hear our opinions on St. Louis City, but first we gotta talk about how Steven is basically Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, anyway. <laughs> our so since we since we last uh discussed some St. Louis City news came out in terms of an MLS article that did some profiling of our our beloved Lutz Spanish deal, and then as well as MLS Player Association released the contract data. So I thought we could dive into that a little bit. Um, I want to talk about this Lutz story because I think it's been taken out of context a little bit, and it's being memed. Ian, we're being memed right now, and I don't I know. Appreciate it. I've seen I've seen this, <laughs> and I said this team hasn't even taken the field yet. Please let us. Let us have this brief moment of being yeah. possibly a good team um, before you <laughs> a know, mediocre have, team even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we have the memes made about us and our poor city. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, lots of quotes here aren't doing us any favors. It starts <laughs> off with quote: "We don't need DP. St. Louis City's roster building strategy for 2023. That's not good. That's not great." <laughs> yeah, but he's a maverick, right? He's a he's a he's a free thinker. Yeah, I. Uh, this is another tangent. I know we've been on two already since this podcast started, but we went to my wife and I, we went to Mammoth Caves this past week and I was reading Let's well, book while you're down there because you have no cell signal. So it forces mm-hmm. you to kind of like find things to do. Um and yeah, he really is like a maverick. And that's a good word. He 
does a lot of crazy shit and says a lot of crazy shit, but we love him for it. <laughs> it's 50-50. I can go either way. This could be this could be a great start for this team, or it could just plummet to the ground. Yeah, and I thought the the quote, I think uh, Tom Bogart's doing a little bit of, uh, he knew that this would make noise, so I think that's why he put that as the title. Mm. But the main quote was, we're not really on the hunt for any more DPs. We don't need DPs in my world. There are no designated players. Spanish Steel told MLS Soccer, the only reason our two DPs are DPs is because of the transfer fees. Otherwise, we wouldn't have designated players. We believe in DT, designated team. 11 players must make a difference. One, not not one or two. So uh, your thoughts on DTs. <laughs> DT. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of like when the Blues were rebuilding and they didn't have like a first, second, or third line. Uh, yeah. Murray had them as like he's literally colored them. He's like, one's the gray line, one's the green Ooh, line. I do I remember like, that. Yeah, we don't have a first line. We have three second lines. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not. I don't know if you're trying to make that sound positive, but I don't think people are taking it positive. Um, yeah, I think that's a. I don't know. I think that works for maybe this market a little bit. Like mm-hmm. even thinking about the Blues, right? Like I feel like there's a lot of folks in the city sports wise that are always about like team first and we're not about our, our giant stars, sans, sans blue, some Cardinal players. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That blue collar Midwest. Uh, you, you would pull for the whole team and not just one guy. So if they use that as some sort of like advertising, that'd be cool. But I don't, I don't think that's what they're trying to do here. And as far as like a strategy goes, like, I don't know it doesn't sound i guess it doesn't sound exciting right like yeah. i think that doesn't pop off the page it's like oh you have an expansion team what cool things are you gonna do like well we're just gonna be a fun score by committee sort of team and you're like oh okay i think what like Liz is trying to say is that we're not going to spend a lot of money on contracts right and so like don't expect that but we're going to put it together a team and like I think that speaks to the ethos of like trying to be in the Philadelphia Union type of like build from your youth academy, find your players on the margins. But saying it like this is going to get a rise out of the uh, <laughs> FCC. Yeah. I think it's I think it's hard too, especially when I mean we're closer than ever, right? Uh, yeah. This team actually taking the field, but it's hard when it comes to like you just don't have. We don't have any results from this yet. And yeah. so when it's trying to drum up interest, it's kind of like, it's it's definitely, and I'd say it seems like a fine strategy, uh, especially for like a team that like, I know St. Louis is a soccer team, but it's their first MLS team. It's the big league, you know, quote unquote, big leagues. Like you got to find ways to set yourself apart maybe a little bit or also and yeah. also survive in this market which i mean there's a- like yeah and we're getting to the point we go w- through with the blues like there's so many mls teams that like you don't get coverage just by being in the league like how right many- i mean how many are there now like there's over 30 right yeah yeah there's like it's you're you're kind of scraping i know there's lots and lots and lots of soccer players in the entire world but you're kind of scraping them thin on talent and being able to like bring people over when there's whatever, you know, 32 other teams that are also going to do that. And you're the brand new team yeah. in the middle of America. I love St. Louis, but sometimes it's, it's got to be a tough sell to be like, well, you could be in LA or Florida or else, yeah. New York. Or it doesn't help that we Louis. have like such a complex about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I love St. Louis, but also I hate this town. <laughs> uh, and, I have and everyone complex, else should love it. 
Everyone else should love it, though. All right, Ian, I'm going to rifle another quote at you. Let me know what you think. So Fanishil went on to say, we don't need a PR player. We'll have our stadium full regardless. If we play against a Disney 11 with Goofy and Goal and Pluto as a number nine, we'd still be sold out. Uh, do you agree with that statement? Um, <laughs> Would you a... go to a game with Goofy and Goal? That's why. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'd, objectively, I would go to a game that was fielding disney characters a hundred percent first off i want to see how in fact maybe i'd be more inclined um i i get it i mean he's trying to say that there's what that there's going to be a draw no matter what it's a new team stadium experience this market seems hungry for it i mean really it does like i'm a little surprised how much interest i've seen for this team um maybe maybe the long wait Maybe also City 2 doing, you know, fairly well has yeah. kind of kept interest moving forward. I kind of wondered about this, too, because, like, obviously this level of enthusiasm wasn't there for SDLFC. So it's like, what is the difference between, like, the way this is being rolled out and the way that, like, soccer in the city has been before? And, like, right. not to say that Major League Soccer is, like, the the big leagues of soccer, but it feels like from an enthusiasm standpoint that they're doing things right. For me, I feel like part of it was like STLC felt um, maybe like hidden in a way, like both <laughs> both media wise and like physically. Yeah, like I think being, that's part of it being too, in the yeah. soccer park. That's that's a cool area. Being I flooded year round. Being yeah, being <laughs> half underwater all the time. Um, but having like a stadium actually being built like in your city, which says a lot because I mean, there's really nothing going on. In downtown, downtown West. Yeah, downtown West. There's nothing on downtown West. Steven pops in the screen as we talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) His ears are ringing from the grave. Um, But yeah, like I think just having a social media presence that they've had and they've kept up with, um, and then also just having the stadium actually in your face and being built has drawn a lot of eyes to that. I think the stadium looking really cool, quite honestly. Yeah. Helps a lot too watching the uh, food series that they just came out with on the YouTube page and you get a lot of like real inside looks in the stadium and it looks fantastic. Like I can't wait to go to a game there. Yeah. I'm super excited. So that can kind of segue into, we now know how much these players are getting paid as well. So let's talk about that a little bit. So we'll talk about Roman Berkey here in a second. Cause I got some other things to say, but Roman Berkey is making 1.632 million Zhao Klaus, of course, the other DP making 1.365. Edouard Lewin making 1.29 million. Joaquin Nielsen making 1.13. We have Thomas Oshak and Sel- making 457,000. Selmer Pedro making 291. Isaac Jensen making 148,000. And then, of course, Celio Pompeo and Max Schneider, who are on men deals at 65K. So we know a little bit about the roster. We've seen the roster a little bit. Um, not paying a ton of money for people. If you look at you know, I'm not sure if you had a chance to like really look at the list of players, but we're not spending like any money at all. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like what's and you're gonna you're gonna ask me, but I you don't have to tell me who it is. Okay. But like what's like the what's the highest paid salary right now in like MLS? So Lorenzo Insigne is making the most, and he's making okay. a lot more than anyone else in the league. I'll give you that one. Because, <laughs> okay. like, I would, yeah, I mean, 1.6 million, even from, like, the perspective of other U.S. sports, right, is, like, very little. It's, like, yeah, a role player on another team. 
Insigne is like the only player making more than you would expect like an NHL player to be making. Everyone else is like way under that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. And then you want to educate me. Is there a salary cap? So like salary cap, yes and no. We kind of <laughs> talk about this a little Always bit, right? Fun. Like designated players can make whatever they want. And then you have right. like, your salary for your the rest of your players. Then you have your allocation money where you can buy them down. But I do have the list of salaries here so toronto it's number one they spend 32 million la spends 27 miami spends 24 atlanta spends 22 chicago spends 19 which you may have noticed from all of those teams ian is that none of them are play well outside of miami none of them are playoff teams well and the galaxy okay so three of the five aren't playoff teams <laughs> this is a good sign for us then so you don't have to spend big money to be good yeah, the team that spends the least, uh, New York Red Bulls, and then Philadelphia Union are second least. So their Philadelphia Union were uh, number two in the league, number one in the East. So yeah, you don't want to spend a ton of money. You just have to spend it wisely. Right, right. That's Which like, are they doing that by paying Roman Berkey $1.6 million? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense, though, because some of those larger markets are going to have to spend more money to try and draw people in because of you're in a huge market with like five, six other sports or, mm. you know, sporting teams. And then you also have like just other stuff to do in California or whatever, where I feel like if you're in St. Louis and you're into sports, like if we, if you feel the team, like, sure, it doesn't, it should be good, but especially right out of the gate, it's like, if we put a team, they will come, you will show up. Yeah. I think it's like caliber of ownership too. I don't think we have like the, we're not having anywhere close to the richest ownership in the league. True, so, true. Yeah. So then you like you look at the goalkeeper compensation. So Berkey's making one point six million. The next highest goalkeeper is Eli Eloy Room for Columbus making eight hundred and eighty-three thousand. So we are paying Berkey double what the next highest goalkeeper is making. Oh damn. <laughs> so that's a bit of an issue. Age 31. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I think for goalkeepers, it's okay. And like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this because he's a like established Bundesliga keeper. He's been a Swiss international. He's been in the Champions League. But like on the other side, you could get good quality goaltending for like much, much, much less as other teams have throughout the league. So we're paying for that. We're paying for paying that. For that. We didn't name. pay a transfer fee also, which you got to like put that into it too, is that like we got him on a free, so that's a salary number, but that's not his like combined salary number. I don't know. Okay. I'm not as down on it as I think like when these numbers came out, it was kind of eye popping for a lot of people. I like how on I think this yeah, on Wikipedia they have um his stats and but they have like goals and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's zero. <laughs> the zero's all the way down, baby. Um that's interesting. That's very build build from the goal out. But like you said, if it's like if there's if there's other talent out there that's you know relatively comparable or the delta's not that big, but you're paying practically like double yeah. what the next size goaltender's making. Interesting. It's very interesting. Like I think there like I think there's a fun debate on like it's like in, you know, no other player has as much of an impact on a game as the goalkeeper, but goalkeepers are also voodoo. So <laughs> <laughs> how quick can we buy him out of this? Right. This <laughs> is our next best goalie behind him. And we have like, I don't know, St. Louis has a pretty good track record of just like developing goalkeepers anyway. And Tim Kelly is 
on the staff. He was the goalkeeper coach for Scott Gallagher and for STLFC. So I feel good that the team will have options in goal, but yeah, like where do you draw the line? Here. We draw it here. Right, right here. <laughs> this, is, this is too much. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> um, we know what food is going to be offered in the stadium. Let's let's we're going to get uh, a little city heavy here again. What are your thoughts on the chief flavor officer and, and what <laughs> they are bringing? <laughs> First off, I love that we have one. I love that we have. But a yeah, chief every team, every officer. team should have a chief flavor officer. All right. I thought I you were about go. to tell me that they did, and I was I'm like, "Wow, this is stand. so lame." It's <laughs> 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 like, then this sucks. I go nearly far enough is what I want to say. I like, yeah, I like this. I like that they're trying to do like a taste of St. Louis. I like that they're actually um, going as far to like, you know, use like actual restaurants and things like that mm-hmm. versus say, I don't know. I feel like St. Louis gets very pigeonholed right into like, well, have you tried toasted ravioli? And Every like, stand has gooey yeah. butter cake and toasted ravioli. <laughs> all, thi- all things that are are fine to good, right? But like anytime, <laughs> anytime anyone's really into that, that I'm with and they're like trying to tell someone from out of town about that they're like oh you yeah, gotta try I kind of want to take them aside and be like you can try it it's okay you don't have to yeah, like, you don't have to, to. like it's, it's good it's fine it's not like yeah. gonna change like, your life yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like we have restaurants that are really really good but none of that I would ever be as like this is it's serving St. Louis food um I'm psyched just because it seems like they're they're putting some thought into this and I think that'll help like complement the whole experience on like you know game day and everything like yeah 52 they said they had 52 different like dining options in the stadium which is like a bit excessive but i like it <laughs> i know i wonder i just gotta be like tiny little stands with, like popcorn they're like look if we play it up they'll say there's like 52 yeah. where you like, get like balkan treat box gets like the big old stand but some corner shop's gonna get like the the one stand in the upper concourse i think uh <laughs> <laughs> taco right. circus we'll put taco circus up there Let's see, this dude's part of the Gerard Craft is part of the niche food group, which I guess is related to like brasserie, which I think I've been to. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of like my dad is very in on Gerard Craft, so so oh, I yeah. got a little bit of first-hand information <laughs> here, I can tell you. Oh yeah. Gordo's <laughs> oh, pizza, I literally just had that like on Sunday. That was pretty good. So we're expecting top quality. That's and those right. pork steaks that he was like charring in the video those like phenomenal oh my god what is this he's holding a chicken sandwich at rockwell brewery this looks really good rockwell brewery i like that too damn bring all this there uh right we're keeping this local i know know, i like to consider myself the chief flavor officer of this podcast He's oh alive, folks. Oh my god, he's back from the dead. The flavor officer is here. <laughs> so I would like that to be my official title from now on. I'm gonna make that my bio on uh, Twitter. How's it going? Guys? Flavor officer. Oh, see, we're doing good. We're talking local St. Louis things, things you might not know anymore, but feel That's free right. to join in whenever you want. Oh no, I've, I've been snooping for like five minutes. I'll tell you, <laughs> if they have lo- if they had local uh, Jacksonville food at uh the Jacksonville Stadium, I would have no idea what that would be. So you know, <laughs> that's what I've got to offer. Do they have okay. food down there, Stephen? It's not just like stuff you get out of the ocean yourself. They have actual food. Fucking kill them. Um, yeah, they have like um, they have like bologna and cans of hominy, and that's about it. Yeah, everything um, else just flows maybe, in on the hurricanes. Yeah, well, that's true. For sure. <laughs> Whatever the hurricane brought in. 
I do think, like, I think it's really cool to have the, the homegrown food option. Uh, but my fear is that you'll go to one of those stands and it'll be like $28 to get a single from Shake Shack or whatever, you know, and, and that's where I start to have issues. If you keep it like a 25% markup or a 30% markup from whatever it would cost to get those things at the restaurant, fine. I get it. You're a stadium. But just don't make me pay like 48 bucks for, you know, two burgers or whatever. Yeah, that's I guess like. I'm not a big stadium food guy anyway, outside of like getting your pretzel every now and then when I haven't eaten dinner because sure. I'm poor at planning. And like, I don't think that, I think I'd rather overpay for like actually good food than your typical stadium food though. So I appreciate that at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you gotta be smart about your own budget, <laughs> you know, eat what you can afford to eat. But I'm just saying like, don't make it such a big deal of the run up to your thing. If it's then going to be like cripplingly expensive to get it all. Gonna pay sixty dollars for a Pavlozan from Bulk Treat Box and be happy about it. I'll do it. I'll do it every time. <laughs> also, I am uh, on my phone in my car, so if my sound quality is terrible, I apologize. But please continue. It's okay. No, it's because you're coming back from the dead. Right, we've been over this. Don't. Season. don't. <laughs> you're gonna listen <laughs> the whole episode before you record oh, your I die? before your intro. That's right. Okay, I will. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot of I'll nods you're gonna have to make. Many I'll nods. I'll make so many nods. My head will be bobbing like Erling uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Haaland. Bobbing, bobbing like that guy eating the taco on national TV last night. That's oh, yeah. That's right. I want that taco so bad. <laughs> and Stephen, you're just in time because uh, we are about to torture Ian a little bit. So I messed up. I gave him the number one answer, but we'll we'll go two through 11. Ian, can you name me two people in the top 11 in the MLS, who are paid the most? Um, let's see. Is Lionel Messi over here? <laughs> That's a good is, guess. That's a good guess. Does he play in them? Does he play in the MLS just to start? No, no. I'll give you. All right, I'll give you some teams to think about. So think about Chicago, the Chicago Fire. Think about the LA Galaxy. Think about Houston. Think about Miami. This is going to be terrible. I don't know anyone who plays in this league. Um, Think about power cubes. Does one of them rhyme with furlong Patiri? Yeah, yeah, surprisingly enough. (laughs) Number two on the list. Number two. Wow. What a life. What a life for that man. He's such a small, square individual, and Ian knows him so well. Mm-hmm. This player is almost like a mascot for this podcast, you know? We talk about him so much. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This is not good. Uh, Ian, his first, his first name starts with X. Does that help? With X? X. Oh, no. But be careful, because it sounds like a Z. <laughs> Like that, that Zerdan. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Zer- hey, look at <laughs> All right. Did you Google MLS players who say it starts with X? <laughs> no, I do remember that when you said the X part. So we were looking them up before. <laughs> All right. For the second one, the third place, I'm going to give you a nickname. You have to guess his name. His nickname is Chicharito. Chicharito. 
been Mexican. I'd have one of those at a MLS. Chicharito also being served at the new St. Louis MLS stage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to know. That's a racist humor for the day. Here. <laughs> what team does he play for? He plays oh, he for. Wants to up so bad. He plays for. <laughs> I just want to get so close. I just want to like get in the ballpark. He plays for. What team would you expect? Uh, An LA team. One of the yeah. LA teams. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, but 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 but, the, I know the one LA team is like good though, right? One of them's good. One of them's really good. One of them's pretty good. Oh, okay. I thought it was bad. <laughs> well, I'll just go with what I think. Is it the Galaxy? It is the Galaxy, and congratulations. I, that's as close as I'll get. Javier Hernandez, <laughs> also known as she treated, does play for the Galaxy. Uh, so the top 10, I'll go ahead and read it out while we're here. So Lorenzo Insigne making $14 million this year. That's the only person on this list that makes more than Connor McDavid in the NHL. So if we're, if we're having a comparison here, not making a lot of money, these guys, let me tell you. Zerdin Shakiri making $8.153 million. Chitarito, 7.443. Federico Bernardeschi, Bernarducci. I can't pronounce Italian names. I'm sorry, guys. $6.256 million. Gonzalo Higuain, 5.793. Hector Herrera, 5.246. Alejandro Pazuelo, 4.693. And Douglas Costa, 4.5 million. So that's your list. Ian, I know you knew all those players. They're in the back of your mind somewhere. I've heard, uh, heard all of them. Josie Altidore. pretend was, it's okay that any player in MLS earns more money than Connor McDavid? Yeah, especially when, like, the 10th person on this list makes $4.2 million and it starts getting a little bit depressing. Yeah, that's pretty okay. sad. Yeah, that doesn't include all their, like, player bonuses, but that's their base salary. So some of that could be a little bit misleading, but... That's the heads up there. Well, fat player bonuses. This is <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not factoring into their one thousand dollars. Your bonuses bonus. will give you like ownership of the team. I think. <laughs> Do you want this team? <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We'll stay in the MLS, but we're going to go to the playoffs. Been some fun playoff soccer the past three days. Stephen, Ian, how much playoff soccer have you been watching? It's okay to say none. Is it okay to say uh, I definitely none? knew it was the playoffs, <laughs> and I need to start watching now. Tell me when the next game is. I'll watch All right, that. let me let me give you guys your primer because it's been exciting, but it's okay because first round matchups there are a couple of snoozers in there. Next round, I that's swear when... I'm gonna be like a hardcore MLS fan next year. Well, yeah, I just I just gotta have that that you know that fence need post. That, need that that's how I've always been. That's how I am with all sports though. Like I talk about this with basketball times i would be like the biggest basketball fan if there's actually like a local team i could support and i've like been like that my whole life (laughs) all right so let's talk about the playoff st louis's own pat noonan leading cincinnati they beat the red bulls uh they're gonna go to the semifinals they actually look exciting and fun and they um, I think you could make a case for them making the conference finals. That that hurts for me to say personally, but they're going to play Philly next round. Philly have had their difficulties in the playoffs, haven't made it past the conference finals with this group of talented players. They're number one seed. So that should be fun. So next week to look forward to Cincy versus Philly. That's going to be a bomber of a game. Um, next up, I need you all to thank your local deity that the LA Galaxy beat Nashville one nothing. Uh, again, another boring game. Steven, it's okay that you missed this one. 
Thank you. What it what it does give us is a LA Galaxy LAFC next round matchup. So El Trafico finals. That'll be fun. Also, good environment, good players. I'm excited to see that one. And they set Nashville out. We don't have to pretend to care about them anymore. Uh, Austin FC. Speaking of pretending to care, we did an extra man (laughs) and penalties to to beat Arsenal. Yeah, assuming that you were, which I know you weren't. <laughs> this game was a little bit wild. So Austin were the two seed. Real Salt Lake like kind of scraped into the playoffs, but they Real Salt Lake went up two nothing within the first twenty minutes. Uh, Salt Lake took a red card in the sixtieth minute. So Austin FC were able to make the comeback, but they kept it late, went to extra time, no goals, and then it goes to penalty kicks, which Austin FC win to move on. They'll take on Dallas FC, team that also needed pens to knock off Minnesota, which is not a good sign if you know anything about Minnesota sports. <laughs> game was also a bit of a snooze. Jesus Frere missed a few sitters. No notes, 10 out of 10. Uh, highlight of the game for me, of course, is the guy eating the three-foot-long taco on national television. That's right. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Talking about city food. We need, <laughs> we need that taco at the stadium. <laughs> That's right. I need Darren Pang to be holding that taco. <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> Holy Steven, yeah, it'd just be a regular size taco, but it looked like it was 12 feet long. I need, yeah, I need Darren Pang to be showing off all the food at the news. Holy stadium. jumping. This is a mini Jack in the Box taco. That's how they get you. You think that you're getting like these such huge portion, portions, but just Darren Pang Darren <laughs> showing them off. That's right. He's a, he's a in a demand hand model. <laughs> Moving on to the rest of the Eastern Conference, NYCFC beat Inter-Miami. They dominated this game, even though Inter-Miami had a couple like real close goal line clearances. But they're more like a bunch of drunk bees trying to find a ball. So it was very entertaining to watch, even though they're getting completely dominated. Uh, They'll face off against Montreal, who also took care of business against Orlando. Sorry, Steven, there are no more Florida teams left. But Montreal look exciting, NYCFC look exciting. That should be a fun game. That's probably the one I'm looking forward to most of the next round. So they're both fluid attacking teams, a little bit chaotic in a good way, and should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my money on uh, Austin. Why? I don't know. I like I like I like their black and green. I think that's cool. I'm gonna yeah. They also have this thing going on where even though they're the second seed, the fans are acting like everyone bet against them all year. So that makes me not want to pick them. But... Oh, dang. That is, the new, <laughs> that is the new thing, though, right? That's like good teams are like, mm. everyone doubted us. We're like, the no, underdogs. <laughs> we got the dog in us. Yeah, I think I look at this. Also, little known fact, Austin, uh, Matthew McConaughey involved. Is he? I Matthew know that's been kept under wraps. I didn't know he was involved with that one and only. Yeah. Fun fact. All right, all right. Probably didn't know. <laughs> Steven, who's your favorite to win MLS playoffs of those teams I mentioned? Um, you know what? Montreal deserves it. I don't they think do. they will win it, but they deserve it. Give it to They're them. a fun team. Let me tell you. It's a they fun went through watch. the butthole flag. So, <laughs> they got yeah. the rebrand. Everyone's excited up there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I like Montreal a lot. I think out of the teams in the East, like if Montreal beats NYCFC, I like them. Uh, I think LAFC probably still wins it out, but like one does the best team actually win the final. Never. Right. Just like in last year's, uh, you know, 
um, Premier League. That's what I was just like last year's Premier League, just like in the MLS Next Pro Finals. The best team never wins. Yeah, that's what we all learned. <laughs> Speaking of Premier League, Stephen, you know this is why they pay you the big bucks. Um, oh, he's here. He's here. Stephen's here for it. Do we want to play a little bit of Premier League real or fake? I would love to. Okay. I'm here. I'm back at home. I'm still going to stay on my phone because it's going to take too long to pull my computer out, but I'm in. You know, we can hear, we can hear the homeliness in your voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Less echoey or more echoey because I live in massive, expansive, you know, places with huge high ceilings mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. Your palatial estate there in South Florida. That's right. <laughs> they just give you 7,000 acres and a goat when you, you know, move across. I'm, you know, that makes me want to move there. Uh, <laughs> mostly the goat, though, right? Mostly the goat. Yeah. I yeah. would like a goat. All right. I want to start off at the bottom. You guys tell me if you think that this team belongs in this place or if they are fake. So, 20th place, last place, bottom of the table, Leicester City, real or fake? Um, a little bit fake, but I'm pretty worried about them. I don't yeah. think, I think they'll climb to like 17, 16, but man, they've looked bad. Is Broad still there somehow? Or somehow. No, somehow he, he is still he there. So much money. Yeah. They yeah. need to get rid of him <laughs> and find that guy who's going to be like, a, um, you know, their David Moyes type who can mm. get him just over the finish line. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? It's like. Lester, since they've kind of dropped off, they're not going to get like the the big free agent coach, which is Pochettino, as we all know. But yeah, they need to find they Brad is done. He needs to get out of there. Yeah, they're real. They're real bad. <laughs> that's uh, what is this minus nine? That's not the that's not the worst. That's time for worst. Um, no, they are getting XG pretty heavily. Uh, <laughs> not as bad as you would expect, like knowing their pedigree, but. Yeah, one win. I, I think they're a little bit fake. Not extremely fake, but a little fake. Now, when you say fake in that context, you mean that they don't quite belong there, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Will they be relegated? Oof. I say no, but it will be close. Yeah, I think hmm. it's tough. I don't. I mean, it's only 10 games in, so you have a long way to, you have another two-thirds of the season to crawl out, but I look at, you know, are they better than Leeds? No. Are they better than Aston Villa? <laughs> no. Are they better than Wolves? Maybe. And that's where I have them. <laughs> the rest of that are relegation teams. <laughs> are they Are they going to beat Leeds no. coming up here? No, no? they will not. They will no. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the beat rolls on. Okay. Number 19, Nottingham Forest, real or fake? Real. Yeah, real. They're real bad. <laughs> They're not 20th. I think, yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Minus fake 16. because this is the worst team in the Premier League. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted them to be at least, you know, at least avoid relegation, but they're nowhere close. Not a chance. Not a single chance. They got chance. spanked by Brighton today. Not a single chance. Um, Okay, so I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Their next game is against Liverpool, so I'm sure that'll be a win for them. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) How do they fare against Liverpool? Liverpool, they just had an emotional win over Manchester City. You're probably right. That's probably how it turns out. Real Maple Leafs, uh, Coyotes situation going on. (laughs) Yeah, except Uh... Liverpool or the Coyotes. (laughs) 
Hey, in that case. <laughs> I know Steven's Opa. answer for that one. All right. Southampton, 18th place. Real or fake? Mm, real. Yeah. I think this is the year they finally go down. Are they, yeah, are they always in like the bottom five? I mean, yeah. they're like. Lately, yeah. they have. Yeah. Because their MO is like Roth Halston Hoodle will like get them into like 10th place and then all their players will be bought and then they'll be. And now they're in that downward swing of like struggling for their life until their youth players can come through again. And yeah, I think it's probably time to get relegated. Real. Earlier, I said uh, Brighton spanked Nottingham Forest. I need to retract that. They apparently drew. I was looking at like. <laughs> the like possession metrics and stuff at like halftime. And I just assumed that they won by eight, but that's my bad. I'm sorry. Well, reported- you have to score a goal to win by eight. Jeez. I know. I reported, <laughs> I reported incomplete packs. It was a real Fox news move. And I apologize. They spanked them. They spanked them on the uh, computer voice statistics. Right, right. They spanked them. Unfortunately, it did not lead to any actual I, progress. I Much like spanking get- in the real world. <laughs> soccer. I only get soccer updates from one America. So, you know, OAN. <laughs> Latest articles on OAN sports. <laughs> a real Nottingham Forest slam. <laughs> Subject line, is soccer even a real sport? Question mark. And it's dominated by communists. Right. How by did soccer lead to the liberal liberalization of America? Okay. <laughs> 17th place, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I cannot talk today. What's going on? Wolves, 17th place. How are they? Real or fake? Fake. This is my second team. I need them to stay. <laughs> I need I need a relegation, a quote-unquote relegation team to cheer for. And I want this to be fake. Come on. Come on now. Uh, they got to win in no. the last <laughs> couple <of> weeks. <laughs> it's no, not important. Oh, I don't know if they're this bad, but they're not good. Yeah, seventeenth. That's one spot above relegation. That's real to me. I think I don't think they get relegated, but I think they are right where they belong, right there, right in that little sweet spot, just like snugly against the relegation bar. <laughs> All right, sixteenth, Aston Villa, real or fake? Sorry, uh, I think. I- I think they're right where they belong as well. Maybe a little better. Maybe they're like more like a 14 or a 12, but mm. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're, I don't think they're good. A lot of draws. <laughs> Feels real. Yeah. They have been linked with Pochettino, which like, sure. If, if that would ever happen, that makes them fake, but where they are right now, it's real. It's real to me. Still damn real it. to me, damn it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A reference Nate, uh, Ian doesn't know. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that. Oh, good. Way to go, Ian. Proud of you. Way to study your deep, deep uh, wrestling references. Mm, yes. <laughs> All I right. both feel like I know more about wrestling than soccer and less in the same, <laughs> at the same time. Well, that's. I'm proud of you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, wrestling is one of those things where, like, it's good to have a baseline knowledge, but once you start diving in, any knowledge that you have is just, like, rotting away in your brain, and you have this useless wrestling knowledge that no one in the right man- mind would ever want to hear from you, but, like, you have to get it out there, and it's, yeah, it's a real, real That's poison. Right. <laughs> you know, someone in a trivia night might ask you who won the World Cup in 1964. No one is ever going to ask you who hmm. may have been at WrestleMania 17. <laughs> in any context 
It was Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, by the way. But you didn't need to know that because nobody's going to ask. Right, so right. there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and 15th, Leeds United, real or fake? This one hurts my American heart. Real. See if they lose to Leicester. <laughs> That's then, the real test. I, That's right. I so, so don't want it to be real, but it, I'm pretty sure it's real. I think, okay, I'm going to say real with a caveat because I think they, they play really well, but they're still like too young of a team to be able to take that next step. And I think they've done a good job of like riding everything that went wrong last year with Bielsa. And like, I like the process of the way they play, but I don't think they have like the attacking power to put them into that next like category of teams. I think they're like safe, really safe. But yeah, I think it's real. That's well said. I agree with all that. Was that a good caveat? Did I hedge my bet well enough? You caveat it there. <laughs> all right. 14, Everton, real or fake? Fake. They're worse. They're worse <laughs> than this. That's my declaration. Um, oh, boy, no, I mean, yeah. I think they're about where they belong, probably. They're no. the one team in the Premier League that is like a ride on their expected points. They yeah. are no lower or no higher than they should have. They should never have. <laughs> they should never have sniffed relegation like they did last year, um, for you know a prolonged period of time. Yeah, fourteenth feels right though. It's feels sad. like I want right. Everton to be. I don't want them to be top four, top six, but I want them to be top eight, top mm-hmm. half, certainly. You know, give me enough to care about hating you. And they're not doing that. So please be better, Everton. Yeah, they're like best of the lower table, like the lower mid-table teams, I would say. <laughs> they seem so blah. I feel like yeah. even when I was looking at standings oh, in the previous fun. years, they always look blah. So I'm like, this feels right. This feels yeah. exactly right. They're not a fun team to watch. And like sometimes things get chippy and that's fun. But like you have to endure a lot of slop to, to get to that. All right, number 13, West Ham United, 11 points, real or fake? I think they're a little bit better, probably, than 11. I think they'll finish probably like the 10 to 8 range, which I guess is, you know, what, they're at 13th, you said. So Hmm. I think they're a little better than that, but not like world's better. They have a really big stadium, though. I don't know if you knew that, but Hmm. it's very Yeah, it was the Olympic Stadium, Stephen. Did you know that? If we just measured it on size of stadium, they would be tops or wow. very near the top. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's tiebreaker. That's a tiebreaker. Yeah. How big is your stadium? Size matters. Uh, they're real. They're real. 13. Unlucky number. It's real. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's about where they should be. I think they are playing a little bit under expectations, but like, okay, what's your expectation? Like 11th place? <laughs> it's real. It's real to me. Moving on to number 12, staying in London, though. Fulham, 12th place, real or fake? Too many teams in London. Um, Uh, I still still want Fulham to be fake and be worse than this. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. I guess I just have a vendetta against the cons now that I live in in Jacksonville. But um, I think they'll probably stick about there. They're not going to be in relegation territory, you know? Yeah. Like so, Tony Khan has a lot going on with AEW. He doesn't need any more a relegation battle on his plate as well. So I think they're they're pretty right where they want to be. 
you know, <laughs> radical, radical idea. Maybe make the young bucks your fullbacks. Ooh. Since they can't do anything on the <laughs> television. That, maybe yeah, that's Matt Jackson running, running. Maybe routes. that's where they've been. They've been brought into the sporting department of. That's cool. right. It could be. <laughs> Promotion. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think Fulham. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I think they're exciting attacking team and i like anthony robinson a lot and you know tim ream always a big fan of the podcast and uh i That's think alexander future. mitrovich is very good at scoring so i think they're they're in the mix tim, tim ream has definitely heard of podcasts that's right oh so. yeah that is a guy that's a guy who's listened to a podcast before so would you argue that they're fake because they're better or do you think they belong about where they are <sighs> yeah i mean like what's the standard deviation for fake here like am I, I is, it, is it fake if they are not in over the exact two position? spots away from where they belong? So three or more. No, I think they're real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for walking me through that. That's just you know we should have probably <laughs> we should have probably come in with a standard. But <laughs> no, I like that we going. I like that we established it halfway through the game. I think that ever since I died, this podcast has really fallen to crap. Yeah, you should have heard how we started it, Steven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to. You're going to be in for a surprise. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number 11, Bournemouth. Fake. <laughs> Fake as hell. Yeah, how what? are you in 11? That, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that, uh, Ian? Tell us uh, that's, that's like a, uh, how are you 11th? How are you middle of this? Of these uh, standings, but you're a minus 12. Yeah. How is Bournemouth a Premier League team like that? <laughs> no team has ever screamed the championship more than Bournemouth. It's there's nothing there's no I couldn't I couldn't tell you a single thing about Bournemouth. I could not tell you. I have no a idea. Single thing. I couldn't tell you a manager. I couldn't tell you a player. I couldn't tell you a stadium. Yeah. I can't tell you if if they're in London or if there's a city called Bournemouth that they're in, I can't. And, and listen, I know my soccer knowledge isn't as deep as yours, Justin, but this isn't a knowledge thing. This is a Bournemouth thing. They uh-huh. don't deserve to be recognized, you know? So um, <laughs> why are they 11th? That's fake. They're like a 15. They're like a 15. That's so thankful. So thankful that they clawed their way up yeah. to 15. What if I told you that Bournemouth was probably the closest city in England to France? That be, sure, sure. But you know what? You could have told me it was the closest city in England to Finland, and I would have mm. believed that too. So. I've also I, I've I posted their flag in the in the notes. If you guys want to take a look at that while we're while we're discussing this, I think it's important to this conversation. Um, yeah, I just looked at their advanced stats and like. Sometimes XG can, can, it doesn't tell the whole story, right? Like expected points don't often tell the whole story, but they're philosophical right now. They've only had six expected goals all season. (laughs) That's not good. It's not great. It's not a, it's not a winning uh, philosophy there. And yeah, they're fake. Fake as hell, I would say. Let me say real quick about this flag. Um, It's ridiculous, obviously, in many ways. But at least, at least it's not just like vomiting colors. Like the color scheme makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little royal impressive. blue and gold. Yeah, uh, it's at the the rose that I guess that's a roar of the roses thing, right? Yeah, I, know, I don't know why there are six 
peacocks, I'm guessing, and like four herring in one quadrant. But like, other than that, it kind of looks okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It looks medieval. <laughs> That's what I'd expect. <laughs> this has been their flag since they could put colors on linen, Stephen. They're not going to change it. <laughs> this is their heritage. Okay, let's let's move on while Stephen's brain resets from that discussion. <laughs> Stephen, you doing okay over there? No, he's gone. I uh, <laughs> color. I'm in... great. I couldn't find the mute button. I'm sorry. I'm back. Alive. <laughs> In 10th place, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace in 10th place. Really fake. I'm going to say real. They're they're like the, the uh, brother, the twin, if you will, of Everton, where I'm like, mm. this is a team that exists. This is a team that looks blue and exists. And you're not terrible. Yeah, but you're I never think, like great. I think when the Premier League was originated it was actually written in the rules that crystal palace had to be 10th place so i think this is right where they <laughs> need to be <laughs> if you're in 10th you're just the honorary you're holding the honorary crystal palace but yeah keeping it warm for them it feels real it feels real to me steven yeah. thoughts on crystal palace damn it uh that was that was to complete your thing um yeah i mean i, I mean could anybody be more middle of the pack than crystal palace it's a perfect spot for them exactly where they belong okay Speaking of middle of the pack, in ninth place, all right, we're into the top of the table, Brentford. I love near and dear to our hearts. So real. So the, just the best, just as good as it gets. Um, yeah, I mean, I, may, they could fall a little bit from here, but I do think they're pretty good. Steven, what if I told you they're actually underperforming their advanced stats? How would that make you feel? Wonderful. It makes me feel terrific. <laughs> I'm all in on Brentford. And as I've always said, I'm all about the the bees. Up the bees. All right, I'm, I'm real on Brentford as well. Ian, where are you on Brentford? Real as can be. Real as can be. be. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. We're ending the podcast. It was good. Ian, all bring right. that same energy to two guys one cup this week. <laughs> Not after they lose tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> tonight. Oh, I was so I was so hopeful for a moment. Uh. Hockey exists. Is that a thing? I thought the season ended after that one game we played. <laughs> champions. All right. In eighth uh-oh, place. Uh-oh. Liverpool Football Club. Real or fake? Um, they're fake and that they are a top. I mean, they're 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 still a Champions League team. I should we talk about the game now? Should should we dive into this? I don't know what. Stephen, I know about. that you are dying to talk about Liverpool Man City, so please. No, no. I mean, I'll, I'll control myself, but like, I think, I don't have a spot for it elsewhere in the nuts. So please, please do talk I, about this it. This is your time. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it showed that they're that they haven't just like fallen apart. Like, yeah, you know, like I mean, I I think they're not gonna be suddenly just a juggernaut again and they're gonna struggle and they're not ever gonna compete for the title this year and and there's some stuff they have to figure out but i do think that game proved if nothing else that you know they're not just suddenly you know make believe basically hmm. um i think the biggest thing is that mosala looks like mosala again and that's hugely important the defense looked good james milner was alive um 
they've got some problems obviously diaz does and, live yeah Luis diaz and uh and um why can i why do i always put diego diego Jata? i don't know why hmm. i always blank on his name they both uh are injured now and that's going to be hard for them to you know think of people to fill fill that void but i do think they're a, a champions league team i think they'll contend in the champions league they stomped rangers earlier this week and then won this game they've got a game tomorrow if they win that one pretty decisively then i'll feel really good and i'll think um you know i'll really think maybe they are back on track between you me and the uh 17 alpacas that listen to this podcast uh i think tomorrow's going to be kind of rocky for them i think they can maybe figure it out and and you know win it but i think probably coming off the emotional high of the weekend it'll probably be a little bit sloppier um but uh yeah i do think they're they're real in the sense that or they're fake in the sense that they need to be higher than they currently are also yeah. here hey steven <laughs> no i think you're you're on to it because like i think if that game showed me anything is that like as long as jurgen klopp is there this team is like at the very least a top five team like the way that yep. they just targeted jal Cancelo and like made him make a mistake for that goal like that like showed me that like obviously klopp hasn't lost control of the team at all and like the yeah. issues that they have are like purely circumstantial can we spend 15 minutes real quick on that reporter that asked <laughs> what the mistake was. Can yeah, I, yeah, he's on Pep's that. list, I think. For those of you who didn't see the clip, there was a reporter who he was talking to Pep about the game. Pep explained that there were problems. The reporter asked Pep what he thought those problems were, and Pep and then glared a hole through his skull, I believe. I haven't seen the no. reporter. No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on. I, I don't want to correct you, Justin, but it's even worse than that. <laughs> that specifically said we made one big mistake. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> what was the one big mistake? <laughs> uh, it was, I just have to say, I mean, I love, I would go to war for Jurgen Klopp, but Pep Guardiola is not far behind. Like, no, I also love Pep on the salad goal. He like just collapsed under the ground the second that salad broke through, like before he even got the goal. <laughs> but like, I mean, those two guys. I, I was listening to a, a Liverpool podcast yesterday, and they were kind of saying, and it's a bit romanticized, and forgive me, but like, they were kind of talking about it. Like for those two guys, that matchup is the literal. Hmm of football like it's the two best teams in the world which at different times they're not certainly Liverpool hasn't been this year but among you know in the conversation certainly over the last four or five years for being the best teams in the world and the two two of the best managers in the world in one of the best stadium environments in the world playing this you know matchup where every inch of space matters and every move is planned and executed perfectly and like how can you not love that game? How can you not fall in love with soccer? Yeah. If you and like game? the intensity in Liverpool. And yeah. like, I think the whole, like anytime Klopp and Pep, even if they do eventually move away from these teams, like they're just tied to each other for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And Pep, you know, he goes over and he, he praised Mo after the game, they shook hands and, and embraced each other. And he shook hands with Klopp, even though Jurgen got sent off, like that's just respectful and, they and, shook hands. They shook hands. No one got mad about it. 
Pep is, I just really love Pep. I find it hard not to like him. I don't like Manchester City, but I like him. No, yeah, that's what, that's, that's where I am like conflicted because I like Pep and I like what Pep stands for. I don't like what Manchester City stands for though. Yeah, agreed. And like Pep just wants to coach a soccer team and have money to spend on any player he wants. And I think that's honorable. (laughs) Look, there's nothing wrong with him for, you know, wanting to spend all the money. That's fine. I get that. I don't like that man said he just can. I don't like where that money comes from. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Number seven, Brighton and Hove Albion. Real or fake? Both of them. Uh, Yeah, right. right. Also. Hove Albion is fake. Hmm. That's how I feel. Um, no, I mean, to my earlier point, and by point, I mean complete mistake. Uh, if you can't actually score on Nottingham, that's a concern. Hmm. I think they're probably one of the teams, for example, that falls below Liverpool. But do they fall below 10th if we're doing the three spots thing? Probably not at this point. I think they're, I don't know, you know, who would even overtake them. So I think they're real in the sense that they're kind of somewhere in their true range to the downside at least yeah i I think they're pretty fake especially with graham potter leaving like i don't think that they're set up as well as they were when he was there because he's just such a like under he was just such a underappreciated coach when you before he moved to chelsea obviously Mm -hmm. um and they have not done great since he's left so i think they're gonna fall a bit like i think they're still like i think they're they're not a relegation team of course but i think they're not quite seventh i would put them like 10th to 11th so i think they're fake yeah this team is the other blue middle of the pack team all the blue teams including <laughs> yeah, chelsea get down to your rifle spot um number six another surprising team newcastle united real or fake real now, <laughs> <laughs> i would they, they came... on newcastle i tend to think they are fake and bright and is real but I'm willing to be convinced that I'm wrong. Mm, I think they're also fake. I don't think they're <laughs> as fake as Brighton, but I think they're also fake. I think they could be. Like, you know, they've had a lot of money invested in them recently, and I think they're maybe on the right track. But for now, they are fake. And plus, I don't want to support them in any way. Um, on to fifth. Of course, the team everyone knows and loves. Manchester United, real or fake? Um, I mean, they're real in that they're in the right spot. I fifth think they'll fit the, fit the fourth, yeah. Fourth to That's sixth the, in that range. <laughs> I think they'll probably, uh, well, I mean, how can they all finish top fourth? But they belong somewhere in that three to six range, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Would, would you agree? Yeah. Ian, what do you think? Agreed. They can, they can stay in three to yeah, six. Yeah, I think they are right where they need to be in fifth place. I think that's. When it, when you said that, Stephen, I looked at who was in front of them, and I don't think they're better than Chelsea, Tottenham, City, or Arsenal. So, that's right. yeah, that's that was my thought. I was going to say like, well, they belong top four, and then I'm like, well, Liverpool can't, not you know, like who's going to hmm. fall? But anyway, go on. Who's number four? Chelsea? Number four, Chelsea, fourth place. They uh, have won four in a row under Grand Potter. Really fake. Um. I do think they're fake in the sense that they're not going to finish top four because I think that bump from the new coach is going to be short lived, Mm. but they're, 
we talk about this a lot on on this podcast. I feel like it's one of the one of our talking points. You might even say there are some structural issues at Chelsea that they still need to resolve. Not to mention the whole, you know, they don't really have an owner sort of thing. Hmm. Um, but like uh, that team is just ill constructed, and I think that will cost them down the stretch uh, enough that hungry teams that want to climb up into that Euro Euro uh, Euro. I can't speak. The Champions League spots uh, could potentially see them as vulnerable and pick them off. So I think they're fake only to the extent that they're maybe five or six rather than four. But I uh, get the feeling you're going to disagree with me. No, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have trouble with this. I think I like Grant Potter and I like what that team has done. I like the way that they played under him as much as it is kind of boring. Uh but yeah, they still have like such a huge roster issue with such a log jam in spots where like they seem to have no real idea of who actually should play there. Like what is like Christian Pulisic's spot is still like up in the air. And I think that that's a guy that like should be playing all the time for that team and like just isn't. And there's so many players that could be playing that aren't. I yeah, I think that given a winter where like Grand Potter has the ability to spend money, like maybe that strengthens them a bit. I will say real, but I think I don't see them as better than Tottenham City or Arsenal. Yeah, they're, I don't think they're gonna drop three spots if that's what we're if we're saying three or more. Because even if we think they can't go harder up higher, at the top. yeah, then like <laughs> I don't think they'll drop three. So this feels this feels right. They've yeah. turned it out of like an early season tailspin so yeah good for them on to a team near to your hardy and tottenham hotspur in third place really fake real this is real we can all (laughs) believe in it we can stop crossing our fingers no don't stop crossing your fingers keep your fingers crossed but you don't have to do that um i don't know man i keep waiting for them to like actually like lose a game other than obviously the one arsenal uh but (laughs) Uh, but they don't uh, i mean they keep it tight and close they don't score more than they have to they're an efficient team that's why i like to say such an efficient mm. team not gonna waste energy scoring more <laughs> they than you score got. when it matters <laughs> that's right they score when, when you need to i am also surprised that someone that tries to like keep up with them now that harry kane scores every game like i thought maybe that was like not a thing and maybe it's not in the long run but i'm like oh okay so there's yeah, your one he, free goal yeah and then we'll he scores every game because put like, in another one <laughs> In games where only one goal is scored, who else is going to score that goal? <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to score. Um, I was really hoping that Sun was going to take off after that that hat trick. Uh, has looked better, but not quite the same. Not quite the case yet. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see them play Manchester United tomorrow. I think this team is fake. That's right. I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, because, because you think they're going to go into the zero spot, like the higher than first, like in the godhood? Well, okay. Let me, I guess I don't see them dropping to like seventh, but so maybe we need to read. So real. So then they're real. <laughs> just they're real. So they're real in that case, but I, I don't think. said this earlier in the, in the upper echelon, I think real means will they finish in the champion? Okay. Spot? And for Arsenal, real means they actually win the league. So okay. go on. <laughs> I got some opinions on that one too. I'm gonna say Tottenham are fake in that 
if there is a team that Manchester United were to move up and pass, it would be Tottenham, I think. But they have a head start, so you can play this back against me at any point, Ian. Right. Clip this. <laughs> Steven, your thoughts on Tottenham? Um, I want to split the difference between you two. I think I think they are good. I feel like Tottenham, forgive me, and um, but I feel like they had the most choke ability in them. Mm. I'm not going to make any choking chickens references because that would be inappropriate, and I'm an adult. However, uh, I think this is the best version of Tottenham we've seen. I think they're firing on all cylinders. I never fully trust a team that is a one or two goal team. Mm. I just feel like eventually somebody's going to score three goals on them and they won't have an answer, you know, and that could happen three or four times in a season. And in this league, that's all it takes to bump you down a tier. So that's my concern. Uh, But I think they're legit. And I think they are probably a champions league team. I will say this is the most Antonio Conte teams ever, Antonio Conte. Oh, baby. <laughs> ever. You got to love it. And by love True it, I'm body. <laughs> and uh, when you shake his hand, look him in the eyes. Okay. Everyone got right. that? All right. Moving on to number two Manchester City, real or fake? Uh, I'm trying to decide how to, how to define it. <laughs> They are. I'm going to phrase this carefully. Yes. They are fake in the sense that Erling Holland is papering over some major issues with Manchester City and not issues that make them not a top four team, not issues that even remove them from title contention. Um, but I think if he hadn't been there doing what he's doing all, um, all season, he's scoring so far, 90 thousand goals in yeah, a season they, they would not look like the manchester city we've seen the last several years now he has been there doing that which is always one of my least favorite um mm. <laughs> one of my least favorites like sports hot takes well if the best player in the world just wasn't being the best player in the world this would be a totally different team it's like yeah but he is yeah. so what's the point? um so i don't know why my camera disappeared um so uh I think they'll be fine. I think they'll finish certainly top two or three. I don't know. I guess I would still put my money on them winning the championship, winning the league if I had to, um, as I'm, as I'm, I'll talk about Arsenal in a minute, but Hmm. I think there are some concerns there. Um, and I think Erling Holland has, has allowed them to uh, avoid some of those. I think they are real in the sense that, the weaknesses that they have, I don't think are as large as say like Arsenal's or Tottenham's. And like they have weaknesses, obviously. Liverpool, as we talked about, targeted Jal Cancelo pretty effectively. And I think like there are problems with that back line. And but like when you have Erling Holland, that dude is just such a freak that For I, sure. I, I have a hard time thinking that he doesn't just lead him to the title. I agree to some extent. I mean, there's always the risk of in- injury. I think mm. if Erling Holland misses six meet- weeks or something, that's disaster mode. Yeah, they don't have a backup, sh- like a backup option yeah. if he does um, go down. <laughs> but I mean, certainly, he's he's the best soccer player in the world right now. And mm. There's not really a close second. So, can he keep scoring 
goals at a ridiculous pace? Of course he can, because he's the best soccer player in the world. Yeah, and he's played exactly as he did like at Dortmund, too. It's not like he's doing yeah. something incredibly different. Yeah. There are a lot of Liverpool seasons where you could have said, well, Mohamed Salah wasn't scoring at a 40-goal pace, and mm. you should have stopped right there because he wasn't here. So, you know, yeah, or story. I definitely think they're probably still the title favorites. As Ian, uh, your thoughts? Really fake? You're muted, Ian. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to say real, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay. Unfortunately, I believe they need to get. Man, I, I got one of my one of my dragon life. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, the team uh, everyone's <laughs> been wanting to talk about in first place: the Arsenal, real or fake? Can I smash that fake button? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> can. <laughs> smash the like, under. I just refuse to believe that. <laughs> I, are they a, are they a Champions League team? Definitely. Are they a very good team? Are they finally over the hump and like actually a good team? I can't deny it any longer. I just refuse to believe that they're somehow going to beat Liverpool and Manchester City to win the title and Chelsea and Tottenham for that matter. I just I can't. They'll have to slip at some point. And there's so much season left. I mean, there's plenty of points where they could, but I just I can't get myself there but i'm you know why don't you tell me i'm wrong please i'm i'm happy to listen to it i mean they, they three won the best team in the league so i mean i gotta believe right, them now okay. right? <laughs> oh, all right got the phone we're done here <laughs> <laughs> just got him on his payroll uh yeah the team, is, the team is false it's false it's fake it was made up uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one was invented by Rex. <laughs> yeah i think they've been outplaying their advanced stats in a way that like isn't sustainable for a team that wants to win the league and like you know you have to have those bounces go your way but they i yeah i just don't think they're a team good enough to win the league like i i, I agree with you steven they're a champions league team i when i watch them play i don't think they're better than city i don't think they're better than like Liverpool on its best day. Like I think United with how they've been playing outside of the Newcastle game, like can find some serious holes in that lineup. And like, I like the way they play. I just think that they've been getting some extremely lucky results. Is it possible that they could go through an entire season without losing a stretch of games because they're just distracted by how handsome Mikel Arteta is? I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. So. Like, yeah, you're telling me at some point during the season, somebody isn't going to look over to the sidelines for instructions and just get lost in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> smolder, the smolder. <laughs> just, oh. Sorry, I couldn't hear what he was trying to say and we got exposed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So who wins it? If you, you think it's Man City? We I think it's think Man City, yeah. Right. As much as it pains me, I wish that... I wish that there was a competent team to step in, but there just isn't. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, all that build up for that. Yeah. I guess we can talk Champions League. We can kind of go through some of the group stages here a bit before we talk about the Women's World Cup mascot that was unveiled today that we absolutely need to talk about. Um, that, that's how we'll, we'll end this thing. Uh, what are your impressions of the Champions League so far, Stephen? How do you think Liverpool's been doing since we're going to talk about Group A first? 
Um, I mean, better, better than they started. They started pretty poorly. Um, the big win against Rangers really helps. I think they'll clean up Napoli in their next game and they'll probably still win their group and it'll be fine. Um, but even if they don't win their group, they're certainly obviously going to advance. So um, who cares that much? Yeah. I think I was surprised with like how poorly IX has done. Like I thought the group would be a little <laughs> bit more. I thought they'd be a little better. At least yeah. competitive. But yeah, it's clear. All they have to do is get a point and they're secured. So I don't think that's bad. I believe uh, they shall do that in two games. Yeah. And I think they're, I don't know, Napoli is actually kind of surprised in Syria this year too. So I don't think it's like as much of a black mark as it looked like in that yeah. initial loss. Well, especially when that was like at their worst point in the season anyway. Mm. So. Yeah. It was, uh, it was dark days on the pod, if I remember correctly. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to group B. So I guess I should read out Group A, Napoli is in first with 12 points, Liverpool with nine, Ajax with three, and Rangers with zero, 0 and 4. Uh, group B, Club Bruges is in first with 10 points, FC Porto in second with six. And this is surprising because Atletico is in third with fourth with four points and Bayer Leverkusen in fourth with three points. This group is all topsy-turvy. That does seem kind of backwards with Atletico especially. Um Ian, where is Club Bruges located? Um, and in Bruges. Nice. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> I was sweating. I was sweating. Yeah, Bruges are three wins, one draw, that lone draw being Dialetti. Um look like they're gonna win the group unless something crazy happens. They're already clinched through uh, i guess they still could miss but it'd require a total disaster in these last two games uh yeah one of atleti porto or Leverkusen is not going to miss out on the next round i think that's pretty monumental it's good for the champions league honestly yeah agreed okay group c to no one's surprise bayern munich undefeated 12 points inter with seven points barcelona with four points and victoria Plzen. uh Oh, and four. I think I went to elementary school with Victoria Poulsen. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of Polish girls over there. That's right. Uh, down with Barcelona, uh, everything else here is very predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, Barcelona, it's weird because they came into the season, you thought, okay, even though their administration is in turmoil, like they put together a decent team and like in – Champions League and in Syria, they are probably right where they should be, yeah. seeing how they play. Um, Inter, I, I like Inter Milan, and Bayern is Bayern. So, Ian, wake up that. next group. <laughs> I'm here. Group D, Tottenham, leading the way. Seven points. Marseille with six points. Sporting Lisbon with six points as well. And Eintracht Frankfurt with four. This is the closest group. This is, this is tough business. Ian, how confident are you that Tottenham will reach the knockout stage? Very. They're gonna they're gonna hand one they're gonna hand one to Sporting Lisbon for that loss. All right. <laughs> that yeah, two issue. nothing loss. They didn't get their Harry Kane goal. You know, you gotta oh. at least get the Harry Kane goal. Yeah, that's that's an issue. If you can't get a goal from Harry Kane, who are you gonna get a goal from? And if it's Nobody. not sunny, that loses to Sporting Lisbon to hold off Chelsea and Liverpool and Manchester United. That's mm-hmm. the reason question you should ask yourself here. <laughs> they don't care about this although it's very important but they don't care 
<laughs> they don't care. That's what I love. They about, don't care about the most prestigious and richest competition. That's what I love about Premier League teams. It's like they don't care about the Champions League if they're doing bad, but they like only care about the Champions League. If oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Groupie, Chelsea up top. Uh, in first place, Salzburg. Red Bull Salzburg, of course. In second place with six points. Milan, AC Milan in third place with four points. Dynamo Zagreb in fourth place with four points. I think this one probably goes a little topsy-turvy with AC Milan, who have struggled in their last two games, losing to Chelsea 3-0, losing to... Oh, their last two games have been against Chelsea. They've lost 5-0 on aggregate in those two games. So, last two games against Red Bull and Dynamo Zagreb, I think they win those, and Chelsea and Milan will probably make it out. Any opposition there? No, no, we are we are good. We are good. Let's move on. Group F, Real Madrid in first place, 10 points. RB Leipzig, the other Red Bull representation here, six points in second place. Shakhtar Donetsk in third place with five points, and Celtic is in last place with one point. I think uh, Madrid have been playing some very good football lately. That's a team that, like, I'm surprised that they even drop points, honestly. Uh I don't know what to make out of Leipzig and Shakhtar. I I don't really like care it. enough to go one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I say you Celtic. Do that. I just want Celtic to find a way to pull it out. They won't, but I would like them to. Like if they somehow won their last two games. Yeah. Like, right yeah. Back. That would be fun, like a Scottish team in the knockout round. I mean, I don't... it will not happen. But it, it will be... not. <laughs> Yeah, I think Shakhtar would be fun having a Ukrainian team in the knockouts, but yeah, I don't know. Like the Bundesliga fan of me wants to say the Leipzig probably do, but honestly, I think Shakhtar like probably are the ones that go through. Um, Group G, Manchester City in first place with ten points, Borussia Dortmund in second place with seven points, then Sevilla and Copenhagen with two points each down below. I think that one's pretty straightforward. Dortmund are good. Manchester City are better. What else is there to say? <laughs> All set. All right. Group H, final group of our okay. final group here. Paris Saint-Germain in first place. PSG with eight points. Benfica in second place with eight points. Juventus in third place with three points. And Maccabi Haifa in last place, but tied with the UA with three points. There's I'm really conflicted here because I want both. PSG and Juventus to drop out because the explosion of both those teams would be absolutely fantastic. But I think it's only going to happen to one, unfortunately. I would like to see them both eliminated personally as well, but I think you're right. It's like, probably Maccabi Haifa knocking out Juve from the group stage. That'd be good. Oh, God, that would be delightful. <laughs> Why don't things happen to us in the world of soccer? That's my mm-hmm. real question. Yeah. A lot of witch doctors at play. That's all I know. Yeah. All right. Now that the boring soccer is out of the way, uh, the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand for 2023 has unveiled their mascot today. What's that, Stephen? I just said real countries for a World Cup. What real, real countries that don't have a million people die building their stadiums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have a penguin we'll as a mascot. He looks like a Pokemon. I thought you guys would enjoy this. I uh, did. Like, first yeah. of all, quick question. Is there a reason Qatar couldn't hold the, host the Women's World Cup? I don't. Is there anything? anything? I, 
I don't think so. I think their their track record with women is usually pretty good. What's their, what's their, what's their, uh, what's their track record on human rights and they, violations? They um, said no thanks. They just did you guys no see thanks. where they are going to have sober tanks? So if, if they catch you drinking like at the tournament, they're going to have like a special area for people to go and sober up. Sober <laughs> tanks? <laughs> a little bit like a prison, huh? Yeah, you would probably call it that. I think. They'll drown you in water. I'll yeah. sober you up. So there, there's uh, no loud music, no homosexuality, all the fun stuff you can't do over there. So yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. I moving see. on to, to fun stuff that is loud. Uh, this mascot is named Zuni. It's a penguin on two legs, uh, little fins, his arms. He has purple mohawk, or I guess that's blue. He has a blue mohawk. He's he's fantastic. What do we? Let me read you a little story about Zuni. A fun football-loving penguin is unveiled today as the official mascot of FIFA's Women's World Cup Australia-New Zealand 2023 TM, capturing the spirit of an event that will go beyond greatness, trademark. Uh, based on the Udipluta minor species endemic to Aotorio, New Zealand and Australia, Tuzini is the perfect representation of the host region and will help to bring the excitement of a highly anticipated tournament to a new generation of fans, streetwise and confident. Tazuni stands out from the crowd thanks to her signature blue tuft of hair. Her name is a fusion of Tasman Sea, which she calls home, and Unity, a key value of the event. The 15-year-old who plays in midfield falls in love with football after joining in with a group of kids playing on the beach. Side note, if an anamorphic penguin just started playing football with you guys, how would you feel about that? <laughs> I'd feel fantastic. I think it's weird that they decided to make uh, the mascot for an event that will feature exclusively grown women. Uh, 50, oh, but that's a different. I mean, that's old for a penguin, though, if you think about it that way. Is it? How old do penguins live to be? Yeah, that's like an elderly penguin. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a middle-aged penguin. They shouldn't be playing soccer anymore. They're past their prime. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's old. She, she's aged out, really, if you think about it. Uh, continuing, her football dreams come true when one evening she gazes up to see fireworks explode overhead coming from a nearby stadium. The kids from the beach hand over a personalized football kit, and she confidently strides into the stadium to showcase her talents. What the hell? You can just walk in. Go, well, I guess. How do they get the jersey that quickly? <laughs> they had a jersey for a penguin woman. Uh, Tazuni will become an important symbol. Blah blah blah. That's all pointing stuff. Um, this backstory is amazing, and I have a lot of questions that I need to explore. I love Tazuni. She also she looks like a Pokemon fused with like an Overwatch character. This looks like someone that's in DLC. Yeah, killer quads, honestly. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if we're supposed to like be ironically loving this mascot, but I just straight up <laughs> I hate I hate that they do the whole like story thing, like who cares? Like I, that feels like it's for children, but children certainly wouldn't care. So like I don't get it. Suzuni oh is a budgeting soccer star, and I need you all to take her seriously. I appreciate that she doesn't look messed out, like you know, like that. like some mascots <laughs> these days seem to be trending. I appreciate that she's like a yeah. fun mascot. I like that they want Pokemon character instead of yeah, children's nightmare fuel. <laughs> you got to attract the kids one way or another. Very strong positive or negative emotion. Yeah, this this does spark joy in me, and I just needed you all to. Is there is there a, a one for the men's? Is there one? What's uh does guitar allow mascots? Is that a thing they Oh have? yeah, that's right, that's right. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun thing to if have. If any whole body is gonna be covered head to toe in cloth and guitar, it's gonna be <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> the mascot. Okay. Oh no, it's just his eyes wide. So as people's dilate. I just want to be very clear that by mocking Qatar, I am only really mocking FIFA and not, you know, women or minorities or, you know, the LGBTQ community. I'm, I'm siding yeah. with him. making fun of that hellhole of a country that this is... FIFA money-grubbing, greedy little hands couldn't say no to. Folks, this is, uh, this is problematic. Um, okay, hold on. I need to find that image. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know. I didn't even know that there was a mascot, which I feel like they... That's they on bur- purpose. They buried, <laughs> they buried this guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got an image. All right. Feast oh, your eyes oh. on this guy. I, think uh, I had seen this a while ago. Laib is the guitar mascot. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is. No. <laughs> Uh, you don't like you don't like the little ghost boy, right? It's just a little ghost boy. Yeah, it's just a little ghost boy. For my American eyes, this looks too much like a hate crime to. I can't comment on that without going to prison. I don't think this is going to be a little ghost manta ray boy. I'm sure of it. <laughs> for all the famous Qatari manta rays you've always heard so. That's right. About. Do you do you all want to learn about Laib? He is an Arabic word meaning super skilled player. He belongs to a parallel mascot verse that is indescribable. Everyone is invited to interpret what it looks like. <laughs> and it's always, everyone is everyone can do their own interpretation. This that's is whatever you, you want it that, to that's be. That's not actually in there. No, that is legit in the FIFA copy. Oh my god! <laughs> like we didn't even try, and yet we still made it playfully racist. So look, look, we don't want this to be something that you hate, or if that's how you imagine it to be, it's okay. But that's your imagination. That's not okay. us. If you want to say this empowers women, say it empowers women. That's not what we say, but interpret that. <laughs> we would that. certainly never say that. We would certainly it, never say that. And like a camel or something, like. Uh. Like here is here is my elevator pitch for Laib. He is a uh, courageous and uplifting. He has attended every previous World Cup tournament and has contributed to some of the most famous moments in football history, including a number of iconic goals. Now they're just gaslighting us. <laughs> will be known for his history. youthful spirit. He's youthful, yet he has been in every FIFA World Cup. So that's a little bit of a little bit of a mix-up you guys got going on there. Spreading Meanwhile, joy. Meanwhile, the other one's 15 and we're calling her half dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing some real real false equivalencies here. <laughs> He's known for his youthful spirit, spreading joy and confidence everywhere he goes. Laib comes from a parallel world. We get it. Where tournament mascots live, it is a world where ideas and creativity form the basis of characters that live in the minds of everyone. Laib will be everywhere, welcoming the world, inspiring young fans, and cheering the action during the tournament, which will take place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in addition, fans will soon be able to download GIFs and stickers of Laib uh, to put on your Facebook, Twitters, and TikToks. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, this, is, this is not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> Terrible. Are you, are you uh, looking at the other mascots I posted? Oh my god. Oh, this, oh, the history of oh, um, no. some of them. Uh oh, some of them are uh oh. Some... <laughs> oh no. 
1974, oh no! Oh, this is very racist. <laughs> oh no! They're do all... You, oh. Do you all miss the days when mascots could be racist caricatures of the region? I don't, I you think know, it's like, like 1990 being a weird like it's a, generation and, six Pokemon. <laughs> a Tetris, a Tetris fight. Personification. No, you, you of played the Sun Italian and Steven. That's an Ultra Beast. Yeah, that's an Ultra Beast for sure. <laughs> 1994 Striker. I have a a soft spot for it because I don't know if you guys had the Sega Genesis World Cup game, but Striker was the mascot for it, and he's awesome, and I love him so. <laughs> everything from like uh 94 on is like pretty okay i don't know what's going on in 2002 uh 2006 also i don't quite understand um yeah. it's poorly 2000, drawn <laughs> 2010 looks a little like um they like uh went a little too far with the personification on that <laughs> one yeah and everyone else just looks like pokemon characters from there on out uh until yeah. until this year this is more of a um side <sighs> a digimon i'd say like <laughs> i mean here's the thing here's, i'm just i I'm, I'm 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 just gonna come out and say it. okay they said you can interpret what that's supposed to look like right right you cannot it is designed <laughs> to look like a specific thing and that's fine listen you know the male culture in the middle east has those headdresses as like a regular thing that's fine but like why would you add the interpretation line it's like a thing it's a specific thing yeah, you know? if you want this to be some dude playing soccer, like some yeah. ghosty, some like, Arabian ghosty playing soccer, like have that be it. <laughs> it's like if you had a tech, if you had a a World Cup in Texas and they made mm-hmm. a mascot like a an anim, anim, anthropomorphic cowboy hat, but then they were like, you know, you you decide what this interpret however you want. Like, yeah. um, well, far be it, far be yeah. it from us. No, you know why they put that line in there? And this is the worst part of it. Because somebody or more than somebody along the way were like, maybe let's not. Maybe let's go a different route with the mascot. And they were like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, and actually they had that person arrested. And no one yeah. <laughs> Drunk, Drunkard's jail, where we'll get to hang out with them for having a couple of Mick Ultras at the game. Yeah. And, uh, I just uh, want to pay $20 for a 4% beer. Why does that get me in jail? <laughs> I just can't. FIFA. Like no one else. no Any other country wouldn't have paid you to come there. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm okay. gonna, I, here's the thing. Here's, <laughs> Iran is a fucking terrible place. Yeah. But at least it's like a real country. Mm. Qatar isn't even a real country. For example, Iran's team made the World Cup without yeah. even needing to be the host country. By their way in, yeah. And, and <laughs> I wouldn't want it to be in Iran either. But it's like the comedy of the fact that on top of the human rights violations and issues, it's and also the fact that it's going to feel like playing on the surface of the sun and they had mm. to do it at a different time of year just to avoid people, you know, literally dying. Uh, it's the fact that they're playing in a country that's the size of a postage stamp. It's yeah. for me, it's just it's all bad. It, every part of it is so bad and it makes me angry and uh, I'm I'm frustrated. And yeah. that's. I've reached like a real like tough spot with this because I like don't want to I don't want to support like Qatar in any way. And I know like FIFA and the World Cup is such like a omnipresent thing. I feel like it would be 
hard and almost like impossible to just like ignore it or not talk about it or not cover it. But like I I really, really, really feel I don't know, I'm trying to think of what word to like put to my emotions. But just like every time I think about guitar, I think about like what that country is, what that country represents. I think about like the migrant workers that died in the construction of their stadiums. I think of like all the lies they'd told FIFA to like sell them on the event outside of the money that they gave them, obviously. And just like the overall oppressiveness of their regime. And I like don't want to support that in any way. Yeah, um, it's terrible. So I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't, you know. I guess we can move on. Ian's left us entirely. I don't know. Yeah. He's, now he's died. He's disappeared. The bottom line is, if you want to interpret this mascot as a three-foot-long taco, I encourage you all to do so. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's the key takeaway here. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the U.S. to get knocked out in the group stage by freaking North-South Korea. Yeah, Justin, I... have I told you about the stickers? No, Stephen, you have not. Uh, I guess I haven't told this story on this podcast. There's a Panini, Panini, the trading card company, mm-hmm. apparently creates a booklet. Um, maybe people know about this every World Cup and you collect stickers for every player uh, and every team. And if you fill out the whole booklet, it's like a real keepsake collectible. Um, and my German friend, Nicholas, who's the Dortmund fan I mentioned earlier, uh, got me into this. I'm convinced 100% just for me to be a, a, a sticker mule for him, you know, yeah. to <laughs> arm stickers. Um, but I'm trying to complete the set now and it's a lot of fun, but it's just, uh, it's just an interesting little hurdle. I, um, I'm not, I, I agree with you hundred percent on the, on the, uh, conflict and the emotional and the terribleness of Qatar I'm just I think I'm just gonna grip my teeth and yeah. try to enjoy the World Cup because like you said I'm not gonna be able to ignore it and I'll just try to enjoy it as soccer and not think about it but um, it's disgusting and hopefully not hopefully FIFA's never gonna change so what no, am I no. you know yeah until the whole organization is burned down it'll all be the same yeah exactly but uh, next World Cup's hosted in U.S. and Canada, Mexico, and there's never been anything wrong with any of those countries. So that's right, exactly. <laughs> that's a joke I was thinking about making. So no problem. <laughs> All right, Stephen, it's been a good pod. I'm glad that you're on for some of it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm growing some chicken in the background. If you hear yeah. some sizzling, so no problem. Uh, enjoy hearing me mess up the intro. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I hope you recorded the whole intro and I don't have to do anything. That's my favorite. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. People, All right, these, folks. Best part is they already know, but I get to find out. That's right. This is real time. We're doing it live. Folks, from your host, Justin, and your, your former host, Stephen, and future host, Stephen, and uh, Ian, who has disintegrated into the shadow realm. And uh, we hope to get him back soon. But it's it's tough. You got there's a lot of work we're gonna have to do to grab him back, but the shadow I'm telling you everybody, we are trying our best. Yeah. From your once and future host, have a great night and see you later. Adios. I'm conflicted. This addiction's got me twisted on you. I'm conflicted, contradictive, got my body.